Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Do you need heavy equipment or farm equipment? Look no further than Southern Equipment and Parts in Laurel. We have a wide selection of new and used equipment from many top brands. We also offer parts, service, and rentals. Whether you're a contractor, farmer, or just need help around the house, we have what you need. Southern Equipment is your one-stop shop for all farm and heavy equipment. Visit us at 5237 Highway 84 West and southernequipparts.com or call 601-651-4555. Or pre record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, let's go Friday edition of the Eagle Hour. We're glad you're with us wherever you're tuned in this afternoon online. We're broadcasting a special edition of the show today. It's something we look forward to every year as we spend Veterans Day down here at Camp Shelby, uh, this very magnificent military facility just south of Hattiesburg. Glad to be down here uh, this afternoon. We're about to uh, bring Colonel Rick Weaver on the show, who is the commander here at Camp Shelby. James Wynn, who is the uh, Vice President of Digital Advertising for Super Talk Media. Will East will be doing his uh, weekly high school update with us uh, later in the show. And uh, we'll be talking to Luke Johnson to conclude the show. Before we get started, of course, big weekend for Southern Miss Sports. Uh, the basketball team in Nashville tonight to take on Vanderbilt, uh, winning their first two exhibition games. But it starts for real tonight as they take on the Commodores. And, of course, the Golden Eagle football team on its way as we speak to Coastal Carolina. They've got a matchup tomorrow night with 8-1 and one Coastal Carolina, 5-1 and one in the league, and uh, really one of the uh, really one of the better, if not maybe one of the two or three best uh, schools outside of the Power Five in football over the last couple of years. So a very tough challenge for the Golden Eagles tomorrow night as they take on Coastal Carolina, 8-1. and one. And uh, that game uh, will be tomorrow night at 6.30 on ESPN Plus, no, I'm sorry, ESPNU, uh, so it will be nationally televised on the ESPN network, ESPNU, tomorrow night at 6.30. The basketball game on ESPN Plus tonight as the Golden Eagles take on Vanderbilt. All right, we're at Camp Shelby. It's Veterans Day. It's always a special time for us to be here. Uh, Colonel Rick Weaver is the commander of Camp Shelby. James Wynn, as I mentioned, is the vice president of digital advertising for Super Talk Media. All right, in full disclosure, there's a connection here. So let's go ahead, James. I'll let you explain the connection between you and the colonel. I'm future brother-in-law. I'm marrying his sister in May. There's our connection. I got you. Have you vetted this, Colonel? We're still well? working on that right now. But, uh, <laughs> but, no, it's, it's been amazing. And uh, James has been basically part of the family for a long time now. And uh, so from that, we're looking very forward to it. My daughters are probably more excited than him and my sister are for oh, that. Okay. And, uh, that way they can bring Uncle James into the family all together. I got and, you. Uh, so, and even... He does a lot of coaching on my youngest one because they play soccer. Oh, so, yeah. uh, 
football. Project football. Football for James. Soccer for us. <laughs> and uh, so very excited about it and looking very forward to it. And uh, English football is how he actually described it to me earlier today. Yeah, so, I call it one American football, one English football. Right, right. Colonel, it's always a great pleasure to be down here, and we thank you for inviting us down here every year. We really do look forward to these events that we do with you on Memorial Day and uh, and on Veterans Day. Uh, I, I want to reemphasize to our audience uh, something you and I discussed before the show started, and that is the economic significance of Camp Shelby, not only to Hattiesburg, but really to all of South Mississippi. It's really quite enormous. It really is. And tying back into the local community is one thing that we've always done. And dealing even with the governor's office. The governor's office has been amazing from there. And then going down from that to the ADP. But regionally, we've been significant from there. So you take a look from an economic standpoint. Economic impact just on salaries here from Shelby is 15 million, almost 16 million dollars. And then you take from that standpoint. That's every year. That's every year. Now, the other economic impact, that's for units coming in from all over the country. That's 13.9. And then you have the construction side of it, which will be another 8.7. So from an economic standpoint, you tie all that back in, that's huge. And what we were talking about a while ago, now you go from Shelby to Stennis to the CV base to CRTC with the TASM G at the airport, Keesler Air Force Base, go over to Pascagoula where you have soup ship from the Navy with the Coast Guard. There's no other place in the world that you have all of that and uh, we can call it either the South Mississippi Defense Corridor or you call it the Southeastern Defense Corridor because it's, it's huge. Mm-hmm. Everything you need is right there. All right. So You told me that on a given day, if there are no troops training here, there are 2,200 people working here. Yeah, it's, so it's clearly one of the biggest employers in, in the Pine Belt. It really is. And uh, we work significantly together with the mayor, with ADP, with all the local mayors, and also the Board of Supervisors. Because you got to remember, Shelby actually touches four different counties. Not only the majority of it is in, obviously, Forest and Perry, but we reach out to a small portion of Stone and a small portion of George where we actually touch base on there. Mm-hmm. So you're working with that, multiple different utility companies, but it's like it's on city here. We have our own wells. We do our wastewater treatment facilities, power generation, all of that stuff we deal with just like a normal city does. How many men and women do you think through the history of this facility have come through Camp Shelby? Since 1917, I have no idea, and I don't even want to That's guesstimate. when it started, 1917. 1917, and don't forget, World War II, this was the largest training base in the world. Mm-hmm. So not only did it go from Hattiesburg, where it is currently, but we went all the way down to Biloxi, and then almost state line to state line. The old movie Biloxi Blues, Mm -hmm. that was about Camp Shelby. Mm -hmm. And uh, so there was five divisions training at one time during World War II. Right. So I know my wife and I moved back to Hattiesburg in 2009, and and the base had so many troops here Mm -hmm. uh, training to go to the Middle East. And you would just see literally hundreds of young troops walking around Hattiesburg 
we, we often picked them up, you know, and asked them where they were needed to go. And there would be buses that came up, as you know, and drop them off, and they would disperse around stores and restaurants and stuff. It was a, it was quite a thing to see. It really is, and the community, the embrace that they have was amazing because I got here in 09 when I got back from Iraq the second time and I worked here until 18 until I went up to Camp McCain and took command there and then I came back in 20 to command Camp Shelby but tying that back into that mobilization so from 2004 to about 14 is when we're mobilizing soldiers to go overseas and since then I, I'm so proud of this team of what they've accomplished. And I can tell you, we have now joint national training capability, which means any of these joint national exercises that are out there, they can come here and get the credit just like they do anywhere else from there. The XCTCs, which are small NTC rotations out to the National Training Center, they start here. Mm-hmm. And from there, the next five years, we've got one programmed every year. For that, the mobilization stuff, we're still dealing with First Army here. We did three mobilizations this past year. Usually you only do one a year. We did three from that. So we've got the new mates ground breaking that we did. That's a $16 million facility. Like I told you, Rod, we are a tree city USA. So not only do we look out from an economic impact, we're also looking from the environmental side and the gopher tortoises. I think you may have saw this about six weeks ago. We were in National News Magazine about releasing gopher tortoises back to the wild because if we're able to keep them from going to that extinct level, then it's a win-win on both sides. One, we're able to help from the environmental side, but it also continues to allow us to train as well. People don't realize Camp Shelby is about 136,000 acres. So... Yeah. It's a fairly large area. Yeah. Now, James, you're you're marrying into this family, and uh, so not only Colonel Weaver, and I know you're proud to be a part of it, but your daughter, Colonel, is a cheerleader at Southern Miss, and as you know, James, she's been a guest on the Eagle Hour, and what an incredible young lady. She She's very special. She's also been an influencer for us down on the coast. She is She's quite a young lady. No she question. Does. Now, James, uh, you, like me, have toured the museum that's here, the uh, Mississippi Armed Forces. Your, your thoughts about the museum? That's brilliant. It, it brings so many wars together, and it tells the story from the the folks that were here. And a lot of the history, I had, had no idea how far back Camp Shelby went. Mm-hmm. And so I got a great history lesson. It takes... Two or three times to truly go through and and grasp all of it. Mm-hmm. There's more every time I come back. I see something new, and but it's not maybe not new, or maybe they are moving it around, or I'm just mm-hmm. engaged in some other story as I'm here. So yeah. Well, it's a pleasure to be here as always, and we've invited both of you guys to come back. Third segment. We're going to pick football for the. We're going to show your expertise in football. Now that's American, American football. American football, right? Okay. <laughs> we'll do some English football too, if you like. Okay. Come on, you Eagles. All right, we'll be back. Uh, Eagle Hour continues from Camp Shelby, Mississippi. Stay with us.
right, welcome back to the Super Talk Eagle Hour. We're glad you're with us this afternoon. Uh, Veterans Day, special day for us, as we said earlier. As uh, we now it's become an annual event, we're very happy to say that we broadcast from Camp Shelby here south of Hattiesburg on Veterans Day, and uh, we'll have more from the uh, camp commander a little later. James Wynn is over here teeing up all the English soccer. Football, I'm sorry, James, football, the English football game, for us to uh, pick as well as the Sunbelt football games uh, in the third segment. But right now, as we do every Friday, we want to go up uh, to Jackson. Will East is the co-host of the Super Talk High School Scoreboard. He is our go-to guy. And, man, I don't know if I've ever met anybody that follows high school football any closer than this guy. All right, Will, second week of the playoffs, were there Big surprises, anything that shocked you in week one before we move on to tonight? We actually did have a few upsets. So last week was the 4A, 3A, and 2A first round. And usually 4A, 3A, and 2A first round, they're usually snoozers, to be honest with you. You've got some teams. We had three teams last week that had one win, but they made it to the playoffs because it was the right win. And none of those teams won. But we did have some other teams that had, you know, very low win totals this year that actually pulled off some upsets. Wesson's one that pulled off an upset, and we had a couple others that was kind of surprising. But tonight is one of the best nights of high school football. It's the first round of 6A, 5A, and 1A, and it's the second round for 4A, 3A, and 2A, plus we have MAIS playoffs. So everybody's in playoff mode tonight. Um, and this is this is like the best night of football throughout the season because you have a lot of good teams. You'll have some upsets tonight. We've got some monster matchups, really. The best matchup tonight, by far, pound for pound, is Columbia at Mendenhall. This is actually a rematch from the first game of the season for these two teams. Columbia is the defending 4A state champ. Mendenhall is a contender. Mendenhall is an interesting team because those kids at Mendenhall have been starting – um, football since they were freshmen together. They, they've come up all together, and they have like nine players on offense, nine players on defense who were, who were starters as freshmen, and so now they're seniors, and this is their year. Uh, they won't be this good next year, so they know they've got to strike with iron top. Well, they're having to face a Columbia team that's been surprisingly good. They lost a lot of players from that team last year that won the 4A state championship, one of which, if you're watching the old Miss game, against Alabama this weekend. He'll be on the defensive line for Alabama, Jaheim Otis. Uh, he's no longer there, but Columbia's still doing pretty good. They're 9-2, and two, and this game will be at Mendenhall, which might be a key. Another game that pound for pound is really, really good is in 3A, where defending 3A state champ Jeff Davis County will host Hazelhurst. Hazelhurst lost their first game of the season uh, two weeks ago when they played Raleigh. They're a sneaky good team, and Jefferson Davis County is a team that they're defending 3A state champ. They've won three state championships in the last five years. They're in, they're incredibly hard to beat, but I think this is going to be an, a really, really close game. This will be one of the better matchups of the night. In 6A and 5A, I would say the game in 6A that, that interests me the most is probably Starkville at South Haven. South Haven is undefeated. No one is talking about them. They're in the extreme north part of the state in that Region 1. They beat South Panola, and that's kind of like the only big win they have this year. They're 10-0, and though, because the competition in, in Region 1 wasn't quite what 
uh, it was in Region 2 and Region 3 and Region 4. So it was probably the weakest region in 6A. So not a lot of people know a lot about them. They're a very balanced team offensively. They rush in the same amount of yards they, they throw for. And tonight they're going to face an interesting opponent in Starkville, a team that snuck in to the playoffs essentially, had a very slim chance to make the playoffs, but they did. They had all the, the right things fall in place. And they're a dangerous team. They were ranked as high as number three in the state at one point before a couple of losses uh, impacted them. So tonight, Starkville is going to travel north to play South Haven. And that's a game that I'm really interested to see how South Haven does. In more the central part of the state, I would say um, Madison Central and South Panola. This is an interesting one because South Panola is the most successful high school football program in Mississippi history. And they haven't struggled this year, but they haven't quite had the limelight that South Panola normally has. They have two losses; they're eight and two, and they're going to be hosting South Panola. Uh, they're going to be hosting Madison Central, who's the defending six A state champ. And this is going to be the last. These two, these two play a lot. Usually, we years past we've had this game early on in the season in non-regional play, and then they were in the same region for a long time. But with the new um, classifications that we have coming along, South Panola is going to remain a 6A team. Madison Central will move up to 7A. And this will be the last time that we'll probably see these two play each other in a long time. And these are, two, like I said, two of the best programs in Mississippi high school football. So besides the playoff stuff that's going on, that's another interesting kind of sidebar to South Panola hosting yeah. Madison Central tonight. Plus, Madison Central is kind of resurgent. They started you – now, usually you want to go with one quarterback – uh, and then you start struggling when you have two uh, two quarterback, you know, battle it out. Not not Madison Central. They did the opposite. They went to a two quarterback system and all of a sudden started winning again. So they're kind of they're really fun to watch. Uh, another game that I'm really interested in watching tonight is the uh, is on the coast. It's Gulfport hosting Warren Central. Warren Central is one of the better teams in six A. They're nine and one. That only loss was to Brandon in the middle part of the season, and it was a close game. Uh, Gulfport, on the other hand, is a team that they lost to Ocean Springs. They lost to Picayune. I'm, I'm kind of still kind of questioning how good they are. And obviously tonight, if they don't win, they're not their season's over with. So I, I'm, I'm, I have a few question marks about Gulfport. And tonight, that's going to be a good game because they really are un, they're really an unknown team. Uh, another game that I'm really interested in uh, tonight is Louisville hosting Ripley. Both are ten and one. Ripley, a four eight powerhouse, and then of course Louisville is one of the best high school football teams in really in high school football history here in the state of Mississippi. They've won a ton of, of state championships, and this would this might be Columbia Mendenhall is my number one game. This might be number two Ripley. And men in, I'm sorry, uh, Ripley and Louisville. And then finally, I want to mention, I get, I, I want to mention Hartfield Academy at Jackson Prep in the MAIS. Jackson Prep has been really resurgent this season. They've done an incredibly good job of rebounding from a really bad season by Jackson Prep standards. And so they're doing really good. They're 10 and one this year. And Hartfield Academy is one of those sneaky good teams. They're nine and two. That one, one of those losses was to PCS, which was kind of a misnomer, I think. Um, because PCS kind of had a, a rough season from then, then on out. But Hartfield Academy, I don't think they're going to surprise Jackson Prep whatsoever. But of the MAIS games that we have tonight, that's the most interesting one. All right, and all of these teams are fighting for the right to come to Hattiesburg and play the championships uh, games 
in the rock. What is the schedule for that? So it's typically, off the top of my head, it's typically, um, it's I think it's 1A, 3A, and then 6A on Friday. And then mm-hmm. it's the other classifications, whichever ones I didn't mention, on. So it's three games on Friday, three games on Saturday. Typically 5A is the Saturday night matinee uh, game that we have going on. Yeah. But hey, I'm, I'm loving that for at that, the Rock bro. again this year. It's That's one of the best venues for um, Mississippi high school football. And I'm going to tell you what, um, the fans show up. I mean, we saw it last year. Of course, you had a lot of local teams in it last year. So the yeah. fans show up, and it was really, really fun. Yeah, and the dates of that are what, Will? It's going to be December 2nd and 3rd. It's the, the, the first weekend in December usually. Yeah, I, I'm probably biased. <laughs> I am biased, but I think it's a perfect venue, like you said, to have the playoffs here. The The stadium is obviously plenty large to accommodate it, but it's not cavernous, if you know what I'm saying, uh, uh, by there being yeah. that, so say, 70,000 uh, a seat stadium. It's a you know it's a really booming economic area. Families have a lot of hotel choices, a lot of restaurant choices. What do you see down the line? Where do you see the where do you see the playoffs continuing to take place past this year? Is there a specific plan in place? Well, originally it was going to be it was going to rotate between Ole Miss and then Starkville um, at Mississippi State's at uh, Davis Wake Stadium there. And then they put the Rock in there, and so now it's been at the Rock two years in a row. I would kind of like to see it stay in one location. The the bonus of having it in one location is that there's familiarity there. Businesses can get used to it. The the negative of rotating it around, I would say, is that there's no specialness to it. Um, it's just it it kind of loses something, and we saw that when it was rotating between Starville and Oxford. Um, right. the, the the pro of it rotating is that the other, you know, you get to travel around. Northern teams don't have to travel as far. Uh, of course, if right. you're a coast team and you make it to the, if you're a picky unit or somebody and you make it to the 5A state championship game, well, you know, driving to, to Oxford's kind of a trek, uh, and that's going to hurt your attendance for from from that team's fans. So I kind of, there's pros and cons of it rotating around, but I kind of like it in Hattiesburg because of the locations, that seems to be the best one because, of the, like you said, oh. because of the venue. I think the businesses will appreciate it, and um, and it's, just, it's it's a great venue. All right. We sure appreciate you, Will, and we'll look forward to having you back on the show next Friday. All right. Talk to you then. Will East, everybody, co-host of the Super Talk High School Scoreboard. All right. More from Kemp Shelby right after these words. Stay with us. Tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. All right, welcome back. Eagle Hour on the road again today. We're at Camp Shelby. We come down here every Veterans Day and always happy to be here. And uh, just very grateful that they would invite us down. All right, just waiting up uh, for the Southern Miss uh, Coastal Carolina game tomorrow. Coastal Carolina 8-1 on the year. 
Wins over Army, Garner-Webb, Buffalo, Georgia State, Georgia Southern, Louisiana Monroe, Marshall, and Appalachian State. Their one loss, a big surprise to Old Dominion. They play the Golden Eagles tomorrow night and then close out their year with Virginia and James Madison. They uh, sit atop of the East in the Sun Belt with an 8-1 overall record, 5-1 and one in the league. Uh, sitting atop of the West, Troy University, 7-2, and 5-1 and one on the season. USM third in the West right now with a 5-4 and four record and 3-2 and two league marks. So tomorrow night would not only be a big win for Southern Miss football as they continue to rebuild their program, but it would make them bowl eligible and almost guarantee them a bowl game. All right, we're going to do some picks from the league here in just a few minutes, uh, but right now I've got Tommy Lofton with me. He is the director of the Mississippi Military Museum. James Wynn is back. Colonel Rick Weaver is back. Gentlemen, before we uh, move on to the football picks, uh, you did want to comment on a new exhibit that's at the Military Museum, which is very poignant and uh, very, very impressive. No, I agree on that. And this entire week has just been amazing. It mm-hmm. really has, tying back into everything. You discussed earlier 2,200 people here. I've got three different units here training on the ground currently right now. And then on top of that, we had the Port of Gupport. Their leadership was up here. We, of course, the Marine Corps birthday, 247 years. And so from that, we also had Retiree Day. And uh, that is when we had the opportunity to bring back around 300 of our retirees. And that's when, you know, you kind of are walking among legends at that point in time. Everyone that has fought or worked or done whatever to get the Mississippi Guard where it's at right now. So that was our time to do those. Then we had the honor and privilege of doing the display here with Tommy and uh, Lance Corporal Casey Casanova. And... uh, I'm going to let Tommy go into some details here in a moment, but I'm going to put out just one thing that was just amazing, and uh, it, it brought goose bumps to everyone. Because at the end of it, we did the demonstration, the boost booster, uh, all of that, or the bust. And from there, nowadays, you never know what you're going to get on YouTube. And Tommy had found a YouTube video of her singing uh, Jesus Take the Wheel one week before mm-hmm. she was killed mm-hmm. in Iraq. Mm-hmm. It was at a talent show. Yeah. And uh, that's how we closed that out yesterday. So that was an amazing Pretty thing. Pretty amazing. Her so. mother was here today. Tommy, tell us quickly about this young lady. Sure. So uh, Lance Corporal Casey Casanova, she's from Macomb originally. She is uh, the first female from Mississippi uh, killed in action in Iraq. And as we've done some research for our exhibit here, we realize she's actually the first female Mississippian killed in any war. Uh, she served in the Marine Corps, was killed May 2nd, 2008, right outside of Fallujah, in a place called Karma. And uh, yesterday we had the chance to dedicate her exhibit and unveil a bust that a gentleman named Cliff Leonard from Florida, Jacksonville, Florida, actually hand-sculpted. And it's the first female bust that he's actually made. He's made a ton of fallen Marines from his home state of Florida. Just randomly picked uh, another Marine, happened to be from Mississippi, and the one that he picked was Casey Casanova. Very impressive. At the exact same time, her mother is trying to figure out what to do with her only child's artifacts and deciding to donate them here to the Mississippi Armed Forces Museum. So it all just came together at the perfect time. Uh, It's a huge honor for us to tell Casey's story here at the museum, and we hope folks uh, in the area will come and see us. And the museum's free of charge. That costs you a thing to bring your family here. If you haven't been here, you're really missing out. It's very, very impressive. Well, 
Good stuff there, guys. All right, let's let's do some football picks. These guys are these guys are experts here. James Wynn, <laughs> Tommy Lofton, Colonel Rick Weaver. Let's so let's get right to it. All right, we do the uh, Sun Belt picks. We'll start with you, Tommy. Go around the board. Georgia State. We all know about them. If you were at the Rock last Saturday, they are thirteen and a half point favorite over at Louisiana Monroe. Who do you like? <sighs> I'm always a huge fan of Louisiana Monroe, but I think I'm about to go with Georgia State. All right, James. That Russian attack, Georgia State. <laughs> You're right about that. I was at the Rock last week. So, so you I'm know. Georgia State. Well, I saw them too, Colonel, so I'm absolutely going with Georgia State. All right, James Madison, kind of the darling of uh, of the new Sun Belt. Uh, they're a seven-and-a-half-point favorite over Old Dominion, Tommy. James Madison. Take the points. Old Dominion. Oh, I'll go with Old Dominion. I think. Uh, oh, okay. I got to pull for James Madison. I'm an ancestor, or he's one of my ancestors. Okay, all right. <laughs> so you're going. You're going to take uh, Old Dominion. Old Dominion and the points. I'm taking Old Dominion. And all the right. Points. Arkansas State. This is kind of a surprising line. They're a 17 point favorite over UMass, Tommy. Uh, UMass must be terrible. It must be. I'm going to go with Arkansas State. Yeah. Former Vols coach, isn't he? Yeah, Arkansas State. Right. Let's go with them. Yeah. I'll make it. Yeah, Arkansas I'm going to give up State. the points. I think UMass is one of the worst teams in the country. Troy, which is a very solid football program, they are in that colonel. Don't take offense <laughs> to this. They are a nine-point favorite over Army. But go ahead first, Tommy. i got to pull for the Army. Go Army. That. What do you want me to go? Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's definitely go with that, that horse. Let's go with yeah. Troy. Oh, he's going with Troy, Colonel. I'm going to have to go with Army. Nice one, Rick. I'm at Camp Shelby. I'm surrounded by Army guys. I'm I'm going to go with Army. All right, Appalachian State, probably a disappointing team overall. They're a a one-point favorite over Marshall. Actually should be a pretty good matchup. I'm going with Appalachian State. App State. We are Marshall. All right, we got a Marshall man here. I'm going to go Marshall on this one. I am, too. App State struggled, and uh, they're playing at Marshall, so I kind of like that. South Alabama, another very good uh, conference team, 16-and-a-half-point favorite over Texas State, Tommy. Uh, I think I'm going to have to go with them. (laughs) South Alabama. And give up the points. Go Jags. I'm going to go with USA. I am, too. They're they're very good. They're very, very good. All right, we don't normally do this. But in reference to you, Colonel, and out of respect for your service for our country, we're going to include Ole Miss. In our, <laughs> now, I'm going to catch it, I can tell you, but, uh, but this is for the military. Alabama is a 12-point favorite to beat your alma mater, Ole Miss. So let's start with Tommy first. We'll save the Colonel for last. I'm going hotty toddy. Hotty toddy. I'm going to go hotty toddy. And uh, like I t- we talked earlier, you know, Lane Kippen, had the comments on Paul Farm, uh, with the ESPN. Farm bomb. Farm bomb, yeah. And uh, I think they stirred up the GOAT, but uh, 12 points, I think Lane's going to pull it off. Well, if, if I were taking it head up, I'd have to say Alabama. I but, agree. you know, 12 points with Lane Kippen's offense just seems like a, a pretty and good deal. And that old mess, too. And at Ole Miss. Hopefully he learned from going for it fourth down on this 27th three. I don't think he'll do that. I don't think he'll do that. Let's hope so. All right, Coastal Carolina, this is a nationally televised game tomorrow night. ESPNU is a five-point favorite over our Golden Eagles, Tommy Lawson. i got to go Southern Miss to the top. I can't go against them. Big upset. Southern Miss. It's interesting it's only five points on the road. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm surprised. 
Coastal Carolina is eight and one. Right, they are. I'm gonna have to go with Coastal Carolina. <laughs> no, I don't know if my daughter is cheerleader. I'm gonna get hit. His daughter's a soccer points. Uh, if it had been more, but we'll keep this between us well, that you picked it. Uh, I appreciate. That. I think the Golden Eagles may actually beat Coastal Carolina tomorrow night. Agreed. I, I think there could be an upset in the making. All right, I, I don't have a clock in front of me, but I'm sure we have a minute or two left. Let's do some English football in honor of you, James. <laughs> All right. You, you pick the games, and we'll pick the winners here. Okay. Oh, we're talking soccer, right? Yeah. Soccer, yes, sir. <laughs> Premier <laughs> League football, we got Nottingham Forest versus my Crystal Palace. Nottingham Forest at home. Tommy? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Just think of a Sherwood Forest. It's yeah. close. Yeah. There we go. Well, I like James, so I'm going with Crystal Palace. Nice one. How Crystal about you, Palace? Rick? I'm going to go opposite. <laughs> <laughs> Says the future brother-in-law. All right, we got Tottenham versus Leeds. Tottenham at home. Mm-hmm. Come on, you Spurs, what are you thinking? Leeds. Leeds. I'll go with Tommy because I have no idea. Leeds. <laughs> Leeds, are they good? Nah, we'll go Tottenham. Uh, I'm going Tottenham. Oh, go okay. Tottenham. I'm going Tottenham. <laughs> Tottenham, all right. All right, here's a... Here's a very one-sided match. Manchester City versus Brentford. Manchester. Manchester. I'm going with the Brentford upset. Come on. 5-0 five, <laughs> five Man City. <laughs> Bournemouth versus Everton. Everton struggling. Bournemouth. Bournemouth. I'll go Everton. Go on, then. Bournemouth, and I'm going to stick with a favorite. You know. Stick on the coastline. He yeah, loves. Yeah. How about Chelsea? Are we going to talk about Chelsea? Yeah, Chelsea are playing Newcastle on the road. So I got. I got to go in honor of my son-in-law. Somehow, from Mississippi, is a huge Chelsea soccer fan. Go Chelsea! I'll go with you. All right. I like Newcastle beer. So one nil Newcastle. <laughs> That's not how you base it on, on, on the beer that you enjoy. Here, here's another. Hang good. on, Tommy. What you going to do? Oh, I said Chelsea. Oh, oh. yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. So we got Liverpool versus Southampton. Liverpool. Mm, Liverpool. I like the Beatles, so I got to go with Liverpool. I'm going south. Yeah. So. Southampton, it is. All right. Wolves versus Arsenal. Oh, Arsenal. All the way. He knows. I have no idea, but I'll go with Arsenal. <laughs> yeah. Arsenal sounds military. That's where I look at it. I'm going with that. Yeah, Arsenal. And the last, it's West Ham versus Leicester. Ooh, West Ham at home. Leicester. I'm going to go West Ham just because no, I, I, I like the sound of West Ham. <laughs> yeah. It's better than Leicester. They're forever blowing bubbles. That's their song at West Ham. <laughs> Have you been to Liverpool? Yes. Have you? Oh, yeah. It's a port that we used to go over on the boat to Dublin. My father Home was Irish. Beatles. Oh, yes. So, gentlemen, thank you for having us here. Enjoy it. Eagle Eye, we'll wrap up this show right after this. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Hey, we're glad you are. Welcome back to Camp Shelby, Mississippi. That's where we're about to wrap up this week of the Eagle Hour. Luke Johnson is uh, is joining us here with the uh, panel that we just uh, showed you all of our expertise in college football and English football. Uh, real quickly, Golden Eagles are playing their third nationally televised game uh, next or this. Tomorrow night, I'm sorry. And then the next week we'll play their third nationally televised game, a Saturday afternoon game against South Alabama. That will be on the NFL Network, the game tomorrow night on ESPNU. It's been quite a year for Southern Miss football, obviously turning things around and uh, averaging now 25,351 fans at the Rock. 
which is their highest average attendance since 2016. So things going well right now for the Golden Eagles. But Luke Johnson, uh, pretty big challenge tomorrow night, 8-1 and one Coastal Carolina, coached by Jamie Chadwell. Interesting stat, when Chadwell was the coach at Delta State, he actually faced Will Hall, who at the time was the coach at West Alabama, and Will beat him 37-7. to seven. Are we going to see that tomorrow night, Luke? Uh, we won't see a 30-point defeat. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't think either team will probably win by that much tomorrow. I, I was listening to you guys earlier. Bob, Bob the line, and this one's actually closed another point, four and a half uh, right now. Coastal is the favorite. Um, if if this game was in the Rock, I would feel, like, really good about it. Um, it's on the road. Um, Eagles, you know, quarterback situation's kind of up in the air. Uh, I think there will be some fall off with Coastal's offense, but there won't be as much as possibly people think. The question is going to be: Can can the nasty bunch force Bryce Carpenter in some, into some bad decisions? And it's going to be: Can we at least get like uh, an average to plus performance from the quarterback position? Um, I just don't like a, a revolving door at quarterback. If Trello starts, you know, I think you kind of stick with him. Um, I, I just I, I think that if the if the nasty bunch gets a couple turnovers, it'll be close in the fourth quarter. Well, you know what the coach said Tuesday with the Eagle Hour. Ask him who you're going to play at quarterback, and he said a lot of them. It should be fun. So uh, I think that's what. All right, look. Before we run out of time here, I, I wanted to get your thoughts about this. Was kind of a monumental show. It was the first time we ever picked English football games, and we did that out of. Our friendship here with James Wynn, but uh, but your thoughts about the English football picks that uh, these guys had? Yeah, I mean, t- you know, t- Tommy Lofton, we went to Southern Miss together, and even back then he would wake up really early on Saturday mornings and watch Premier League, so I'm glad he got to show off his, uh, his Premier <laughs> League knowledge. His head, no. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and James Wynn, did he seem knowledgeable to you about this uh, about this league? Well, I mean, it's, it's like asking him about premier uh, football is like asking Kelly Sander who Ethel High School's mascot is. I mean, it's just second nature. <laughs> <laughs> all right, tell the remind remind uh, remind us all about your favorite team, and let's get James's uh, let's get his comments about your team in the, in the Premier League, Luke. So Manchester United, which is like the equivalent of being like a Yankees fan or a Dodgers fan, but, you know, they've had a tough time last couple of years after kind of being the big dog uh, forever. But anyway, I, I've stuck with them. Uh, I've been a Man U supporter now for about 20, 23, 24 years. So it's not like I was cheering for them when they got big. You ever heard of Man U? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> I think I mentioned this last time I was on the show, how they broke Palace's heart in the FA Cup twice. Uh-huh. So I thought on my side as far as the matchups with Man U, but I think we own the – we beat you last time we played you. Yeah, is that a fair comparison to the Yankees like you just Yes, said? absolutely. Is it really? Yeah. Is it really? All right, both of you guys, a big – events about to start right involving international teams and you said brazil's the team to beat yeah brazil spain england come on england Mm -hmm. what's wild is is that the united states wales and england are all in the same group that's pretty wild with iran (laughs) 
<laughs> so what a matchup for America. Now, are we still talking sports or are we getting over in my area? <laughs> we may be drifting toward your area here, Colonel. There's no question about that. Yeah. We may have to call on you with a Ram when it's time to play a Ram. Yeah, that's for sure. Well, Luke, we appreciate you jumping in, man. And uh, we think it'll be exciting tomorrow night to watch the Golden Eagles. Great to see them getting some national TV exposure again. And I think we can all agree that uh, Will Hall has the program moving back in the right direction, and and the rebuilding thing is really starting to work. Absolutely, and, and glad you guys, you know, you're down at Camp Shelby today. Sorry I can join you. I was doing an event in Laurel. I'll say this for our listeners. Veterans Day gives you the opportunity not just to remember your heroes, but to see them. They're still with us. Thank them for their service, and happy Veterans Day to all our, our retired and active military. That's exactly right. And I, before we leave, I have to tell you this, Colonel. I, I want to say happy Veterans Day to my son, Morgan, an Air Force veteran. And uh, as I posted on some social media today, he's our veteran, and we're very, very proud of him. And I know that uh, we feel that way about all of you men in uniform. We appreciate that. Thank you for your support and for your son. Tell him thank you for his service. All right. That wraps it up from Camp Shelby, guys. Here's how we end the show. We always say, and I think you know how this follows up, Southern Miss to the top. Slipping, slipping, slipping into the future. Time keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping into the future. Talk Mississippi Media Production.